Hey everyone, welcome to another spectacular episode of The Collective Podcast. My name is Ash Thorpe. This is going to be episode 85 with one of my longtime heroes, Johnny Hartstaff, who is best known as a designer, director, and storyteller. Johnny's work spans a wide array from award-winning short films to large client commercial projects and music videos. We chat a bit about his amazing career working closely with giants such as Ridley Scott and Michael Fassbender. We talk a bit about his passions and where all this began and his love for film and commercials along with his future goals and passions to his craft which borderlines and addiction. This week's episode is brought to you by lynda.com. Kickstart your new year with and learn something new with a free 10-day trial to lynda.com. lynda.com is used by millions of people from around the world and has over 4,500 courses on topics like web development, photography, visual design, and business. Whether you want to set new financial goals, invest in a new hobby, find a new job, or improve upon your current skills, lynda.com has something for everyone. Sign up today for a free 10-day trial by visiting lynda.com TCP. I want to personally thank Johnny for sharing a piece of his very busy day with us. And with that said, here comes episode 85. Let's roll. How are you, man? <laughs> I'm good. It's a little crazy right now, but it's good. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's, it's busy, but it's uh, it's all good fun. It's all good fun. What are you What are you working on? Oh man, so much stuff. <laughs> yeah, so much stuff. I'm doing working on a couple movies and a couple title sequence things and a bunch of my own ideas and concepts and stuff and writing a film um, right now. So yeah, lots of fun. <laughs> good lots for you. Yeah, no, I'm really uh, just, yeah, I'm just trying to keep everything fresh and I seem like maybe we have a similar tendency within our creative to jump around and enjoy all the different parts of it, you know, so, but. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's the, that's the treat, isn't it? You know, that's the thing is, uh, it's nice to do as much as you can and be as prolific as you can, but, but. But yeah, there's only so much time. Yeah, exactly. And what you do at that time—that's the really, that's the real uh, interesting thing. I think is what makes a really great creative, from my mind, is how you deal with your time that you have, you know, and how well you manage it and all that kind of stuff. And what you what you present what you produce out of the time that you have in comparison to somebody else, you know. But um. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, yeah, but you're terrifying me because I've realised <laughs> I'm terrible at, uh, at managing my time. I I must improve. <laughs> yeah, I was and I think like you should maybe get like an assistant. I'm sure somebody would slave for you. I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's not about the it's uh yeah. I, I wish uh, I wish I was more prolific. That's the thing. But I think you reach a point where you can't satisfy yourself enough, you know? Oh, yeah. I look at the creative um, spirit as like a black hole. Like that's kind of how I describe it. And not in a bad way, but <laughs> like, you know, you, you, in your imagination, you create all these different colors. And then you throw all those colors at the black hole and it just sucks everything into it. And if you're not careful, suck you into it as well. And you get lost in avoided space, and and you're absolutely right. I think that there's sometimes that you cannot satisfy even yourself, and if you can't satisfy yourself, it gets really dangerous, you know. Yeah, I I think that's the uh, I think what well, I mean. You know, I hate it to sound 
masturbatory, but that's kind of what we do. You know, we, we do things, obviously, to please audiences, but, but fundamentally to satisfy our own kind of creative impulses. But, oh, yeah. But, but yeah, it's, uh, the, the fix is maybe never quick enough or kind of, you know, strong enough. Or you know what it's like. You make something and you kind of, as good as it might be, you kind of, you're, you're immediately less excited about it and immediately on to the next thing which you hope will be better yeah. and and it's it's like uh, it's like some it's like some addiction <laughs> it know? is it really is yeah that's a great word to describe i think a really high level creative being is is you're addicted to your own self in a weird way it's very narcissistic like in a certain way everybody's different obviously um, yeah but there's a certain truth i think you're absolutely right there's a certain truth to the creative person and that's what makes some of the best creatives is they're actually themselves and they stand out against the crowd as being themselves because they have that one flavor that nobody else has you know it's not compromised and yeah but uh, and i suspect they they don't even know what that flavor is no, that's <laughs> well. pretty common do you feel like yeah. you know what your flavor is you think like you're getting it or you've already known it for a while or uh no i th i think i don't and i'm kind of comfortable with that i i don't tend to uh i never tend to like the things i make you know it's uh is I'm it because it's a laborious process for you no it's just you know i'm chasing the thing that's um um i think i'm sort of chasing the i'm chasing the thing that like a kind of a, a kind of a sensation that 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 I haven't achieved yet, and and this is the thing. I kind of get, you know, I get tired with everything I've made in the past. I find it kind of almost immediately kind of outmoded and outdated. So it, so the thing I'm chasing is the next thing, you know, uh, how I can sort of move it on and, and, and more and more, you know, just try and chop and change and push forward and do something different. So it's, it's kind of... Uh, it's it's uh it's it's tough because it's kind of it's not a satisfactory process, but but I love it. <laughs> sure. You know, yeah, it's a painful thing. I'm sure you do too. You know, it's like uh, it's such a pleasure. We're so lucky to do what we do. Uh, I just want to do it more and better and bigger, of course. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's the black hole. It's absolutely the black hole. And, and I couldn't agree with you more. I think that from an outside perspective, and maybe it'll help you, is um, being a fan of your work for a long time now and seeing the progression of your work and seeing uh, – it's a delight when I can see something that I know you've been working hard at. And I know you have because I can feel it. It's like an unspoken language. And – I've seen a ton of progression um, in the caliber of work that you've been able to release as you continue to discover what it is that you're going after, you know? So if that, if, if it's any consolation as a, as a fan of your work, I definitely see the progression, you know? But that's, that's very kind. I mean, that's very kind of you. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, you, you know, I mean, this is the thing. It's, it's, um, it's so exciting to sort of uh, try and mutate, not even try, it's not a conscious thing, you know, to mutate and change. And, and uh, it's a, a long time ago, I sat at a lecture with, with a guy who was very, yeah, you know, I hate the term kind of motion graphics, but for, <laughs> a, 
for all kinds of reasons. I just find it I find it a bit cheap. But sure. But I was at this uh, I was at this lecture with a guy who was kind of reasonably well known for doing that kind of work, and uh, he sat there and said, "And you know now uh, I'm, I'm t- I've done that." He's like, "I've I've done that," and I thought, and I thought that's a real shame because I, I don't think you have done it. I think you've done bits of it. So it's you know it seems a shame to to. Uh, to want to leave something that you've done, it's kind of like I definitely don't ever want to sort of move on in that sense. I just want to reserve the right to uh, to work in all kinds of different ways. But hopefully, maybe in a nice way, there's a common thread within the work. You know, it's kind of like, I don't know, maybe it's like attention to detail or craft or diligence or something. I can definitely tell when something's yours. I think it's... Uh, and that's really challenging. I think that's hard for anybody to pull off is, is, is that signature aesthetic. And I think, um, yeah, there's definitely something like there's an underlying thing. There's a little like, I don't know if quirkiness is the, is the word. There's a, there's a certain tension and a certain mood and a sensation that I think when I look at your sketchbook, for example, like I think perhaps you and this is just my outsider perspective this is the first time we're actually having a conversation so it's it's really interesting to get to know more about your psychological kind of constructs and stuff but you say i need help no no i don't think so i think that i think it's wonderful i think it's a beautiful and amazing um it's not a gift necessarily i wouldn't say because it's it's not necessarily a gift because it's a chosen act so i think when you sit down and you sit there and you compulsively get these ideas out it's almost a release of of thought it's a release of thought from the intangible to the tangible and and i think through that process i see it through your work and i don't know if it's this sense of detail or the um i mean there's i mean there's just one thing i've been really watching and studying lately is the um is the piece that you did for the counselor I thought that was just wonderful and the tension and the build it was sensational and the cool thing is it didn't have it like it was still yours without having like that graphic thing or or these other yeah, elements that's, yeah that's interesting that's kind of, that's i mean it's kind so you're of going it's, what is is um yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, that was literally made in in a couple of days. You know, it was cool. it was it was a lightning fast kind of process. But it was it was interesting because um, uh, there was there was no great kind of strategy behind it. It was it was like uh, I really asked me to write a scene. Um, well, asked me for some thoughts about the council there, and I and I wrote a. Uh, a few ideas and a couple of scenes and then uh Cormac came along uh and and rewrote it and obviously improved it immensely because he's he's Cormac and, yeah. and he can and he can write these things. And uh and and then I and then I flipped it and reversed the roles with with uh in consultation with Michael Fassbender. And uh and it and it kind of works. It kind of works in a really interesting way. It's kind of like hopefully it's a bit funny. It's a little dark. It's it's playful, and uh, and then and then hopefully you know it's supposed to be a what the fuck 
you know I it was it. kind of it's designed to intrigue and then and then hopefully you, you hopefully the viewer gets a sense that there's a calamity at the end of it coming you know that there's a that all does not end well and 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 that's you know and that's that was its intent it was it was a simple thing but but you know i was very lucky was uh, to work with some very elegant talent oh yeah you put a, an amazing talent in front of the lens and half the job is already done just with them there you know the, them standing there and their their own energy that they present but there's a lot of little secret things that i noticed while watching it and maybe it's just because like i'm really intensely into this stuff and i can notice the little nuances or the yeah. shot composition or the edit and the way that the shots continue to one another or the way it ends and then the sound clips obviously those kind of little little nods and, and bits to what i think makes yeah for me i i don't know and this is maybe <laughs> i'm speaking alone but when as a director or a storyteller or a, an image creator whatever you want to be and when you put that out there and you mm. and somebody consumes that you own a piece of their mind in a sense and that sounds really weird to say but if you make really great work it becomes memorable and when you have when you go and you own a piece of somebody's memory uh, a fragment of their mind of something you know oh that was really interesting or weird you are almost becoming one with that person and that's yeah that's interesting yeah that's how i look at it and so when i watch it it i remember it so like ways back when you did done david i had watched it many times and, and i was like this is so fascinating i love the way he's presenting this it has all these really interesting old film qualities with new ones mixed with really great acting and then just it's like everything from kubrick to the old director from solaris to like all these different things that i felt from watching it but i had a memory i kept remembering it and i was like man it's really possessing me by thinking about about it you know and yeah, I'd have talks about it, and and it became kind of a thing, a memory basically, and and I felt the same way with the counselor thing. I just felt like it was really, I don't know if it if if this is right for me to say, but I think it's like I, I'm I'm imagining that's kind of where you're going. If that makes sense. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean the the counselor scene, I kind of wanted it to feel, uh, and I know this sounds very postmodern and kind of slightly bogus, but. I wanted it to feel oddly kind of classic, you know. It's it like a, like it, like it, it. It kind of um, it could have been made fifty years ago. It could it could be made in ten years' time. But it's somehow it's sort of a so it, it has a, a an inherent co- quality which which you know I was I was sort of aiming at the the David film. I think. Uh, you, you know, your references are kind of, you know, obviously a spot on. I mean, I grew up on, you know, I was a kid, obviously, when, when Alien came out and Kubrick is a, is a massive thing and Tarkovsky to an extent, but, you know, that I, I like a lot, but, but less so. But, but you know, uh, all, of, all, of, all of these kind of, uh, all of, yeah, all of these kind of sort of worlds that we know, you know, so so like so Ridley and 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 Kubrick have built these worlds, and they own a piece of your mind, and then you yeah. and then you and then you take what they give you and you respin it into something else, you know. 
Exactly, and I, and I and I kind of you know I love that rather than being kind of wor- worrying about being referential, I kind of want to expand those worlds. I mean, I mean, you know, and I have been doing psychologically with Lego and Star Wars toys when I as a child. You know, sure. it's like uh, I I love I love where the filmmaker builds you the world and then you and then you continue it. Yes. That's that's really the trick, I think, and I think a lot of films are missing it, um, where they want to show everything behind the curtain to appeal to every nerdy person that wants to know the reason for our things, and it doesn't necessarily have to be like that. It's just an adventure. It's a it's a world, and uh, I think that's really great storytelling. I often use the reference from old Japanese and westerns are some of the best films for what they are, and there's a reason why, you know, and. I mean, I can go on and on. These are just my opinions, but I think no, no, no. what psychologically pushes and moves me, I think that's really it. And I think it's great that you embrace that you are influenced by other creatives because ideas and influences don't come from nothing. They don't come from a va- like a vacuum space. We're all anytime you watch or consume anything, good or bad, you're consuming them in a way where it's going into your mind and you're remembering it, and then all of a sudden you're on the shoot and it's not going right, and then you're like, well okay, I have this idea and whether you realize it or acknowledge that it's not yours necessarily and you go out and say, I'm going to do this and those decisions that you make, they are, they are influenced by you know many different things. I think what makes you unique as a creative is that it's not that you're just wanting to clone somebody. You're, you definitely have your own voice and I think that's really the key of being influenced is being able to find yeah. find the bits that are juicy enough for you to to hold on to but be influenced by a wide spectrum well i mean I, you know what i what i try and do is uh you know i t- so so very infrequently because i don't have that much time i teach i teach uh film and and design in the uk so cool very rarely but but kind of one of the things that i try and impart on them is is like uh your sense of style, whatever your your style is, and I'm not saying anyone needs one, but it's just innate, it's inherent, it just comes it just forth. Comes about, yeah. yeah, it's your sensibilities, it's your preferences. But the the true path in my mind to originality is it's fine if you want to take you know, and I don't set out to be referential, but I'm also going I hopefully hopefully smart enough to to understand that there's an inevitability to it but but the true path to originality is to take two very different things very different things that do not belong together and then to fuse them yes. you know make them collide and then within that uh it, it becomes interesting to see you know well it's just it's shooting fish in a barrel it's going to be fascinating so long as the two things you chose were, were kind of interesting. So like on uh, uh, years and years and years, over a decade ago at least, I, I made, a, I made a, a sort of extended music video for Radiohead and within that I used kind of Delft ceramic patterns, you know, and, and uh, in Future Gaming for PlayStation a long time ago, I, I used Wedgwood kind of motifs, but then they're in this hypergraphic kind of world, and 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 they don't belong, but and yet they do because, as you said, all of these references 
are us, you know, and it's uh, we're a product of this culture that, that, that obsesses over these things. And so I think nothing's off limits. It's, it's just about, it's just about, you have a duty, you know, we all have this kind of responsibility to, if we ask someone to watch three minutes or 30 seconds or something, it better be very good. You know, yeah, I agree. Especially now, I mean, the the rate of exchange and in information and pace and time is just it's just ridiculous. Um, and to capture an audience, I don't think it's 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 harder necessarily. I think you just have to be really uh, really good at what you do. You know, I I've heard many yeah. people complain that you know audiences aren't aren't focusing now and blah blah. And there's all these different excuses and reasons. But I think that. Um, yeah, I mean that's a whole different debate, but yeah, your Radiohead uh, video. I'm I'm a huge Radiohead fan. I remember I watched this for the first time. I think high school or something. Um, I love it. I loved it. It was so such a special, um, such a special music video. I think this was still when music videos were actual music videos, and there was an idea or a craft or a sensation or a feeling and. And that's got to be one a, a really interesting task because Radiohead as itself is I always equate them to be the Pink Floyd of my generation because yeah. they're, they're they're so unique they they don't make bad music they never really have I think they would only acknowledge that to be their first album but they make so, they they're constantly changing and growing without fear of of not being uh, loved and stuff so they just kind of go and they create and Tom is such a unique person and Johnny is really amazing too and his scores now are so fucking amazing like i can't like can you imagine there will be blood without his uh, influence you know it's like it's weird for yeah. me to think so they're just a massive talent that must have been a really interesting project the thing i also notice about your career that i admire and i love is is whether it's 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 co- coincidence or what but you've managed to figure out where to position yourself to be around these legends because i mean working with ridley or or the or radiohead in general i mean that's that's huge what is what an amazing experience that must have been yeah i mean this i mean well you know tom and 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 all of the boys are, are patrons of the arts you know yeah, they, yeah. They, they they uh what what they do for creativity globally is is remarkable you know, and it's and 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 championing kind of um, unsung talent is uh, is is uh, is is exactly what they do, and and uh, and and in a very sort of it's not in a cynical way. And Dilly Gent, their uh, their their sort of long-standing commissioner, has been instrumental in so 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 much great stuff happening. So yeah, I mean. I'm very flattered. I mean, the irony is there's kind of, there's never been any um, method to it. You know, it's, it's kind of like, uh, for me, it's, 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 uh, it's just sort of come about in this, in this uh, sort of fortuitous way. But the, the Ridley thing is, is you know, is, is particularly strange because as a, as, a, as a child, I was probably most affected, you know, obviously, uh, I was very switched on my cultural radar in terms of getting my culture from all the wrong places, like advertising and stuff. <laughs> you know, I, I, was, I was banned from watching, uh, from watching commercial appetite or commercial television. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, 
by my well-meaning father, who's a lovely guy, but yeah, and it's so incredibly kind, kind of him on one level. So it's <laughs> ironic that I can't resist making commercials when the opportunity pops up now. It's like, sure, it's the forbidden fruit or something, huh? Yeah, but you know, and it's the and it's the quick fix and 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 the problem solving. But but the really, you know, as a kid, the thing that the thing that really blew me away in particular were ads like his, uh, and I didn't know it was his, you know, Share the Fantasy, the Chanel ad, which was, uh, was so set to the ink spots, I don't want to set the world on fire. And it's this beautiful kind of uh, evocative kind of low-lit interior world and then gorgeous kind of, kind of exterior shots. And, and, you know, and it felt like what he did was, he, you know, even in a 30-second ad, you know, and he he crafts the world. Yeah, and and I think that's what this is all about. It know? is, yeah. It's world building. It's like if we try and build immersive worlds and expand our own, or 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 sometimes you know, uh, like we build prisms through which to kind of look at our world or, or whatever it is. But but you know, so it's slightly fortuitous that that um that, you know, I've, I've been lucky enough to work with Ridley, you know, when, when he kind of, with, with Alien and Blade Runner in particular and, and his advertising work, which was massive in the UK, uh, he's kind of sort of shaped, shaped my sort of visual sense. So, so He's a yeah. prolific guy, a damn prolific guy that guy is, man. <laughs> yeah, he's done a lot. He's done more than most anybody <laughs> as far as this stuff is concerned it commercials but not just making shit commercials like making legitimate memorable commercials like when you talked about that was it the chanel commercial you're talking about yes like you got romantic about it yeah you know like you get teary-eyed thinking about a commercial you know like thinking about what it is to you the moment that you watched it i always remember that things that are really significant to you you will remember everything about that moment not even just that thing but you'll remember you know i had long hair and i just dumped this girl and i was sitting on the sofa and there was a bird outside it was so memorable that i remembered everything i took i took it's almost like uh, this innate thing that happens um something part of your nature says this is memorable taking all the information just store it so you can easily access it at any time because this is something special and well, they- yeah, and they and they defi- and these pieces of work, and it can, like you say, it can very much be a commercial. You know, that's kind of how how a lot of people have taken their art. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds ironic. Uh, and, very. And a, there's a political aspect to it, a massive one. But but you, you know, this is the thing. Uh, uh, weirdly, and this is obviously what's also so sort of insidious about advertising is, you know, and I and I love it as a as a as a forum to play in uh the these ads and pieces of work define you you know you you do you uh they they actually start to shape you and and your reference points and 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 i find it fascinating when people articulate themselves in in cultural sound bites you know and i and i think it's so sort of um thrilling when when bits of kind of what should be throwaway culture sort of become the vernacular and you and you uh yeah it's so exciting 
it's so it's it's so rich and 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 it's it's all sort of woven together and you and you just kind of think uh so therefore if i'm going to make something i better make it good oh, yeah. and it it better repay people for for the time invested and and it better be good if it's going to linger around you know yeah there see that's the thing i think a lot of people miss when they make these things i think they they make they make oftentimes and maybe it's just american culture it's it's like it's like toilet paper you know it's like you just wipe the world's ass with it and it goes in the toilet and that's it and it's not it doesn't it doesn't have a resonance most of the time and i'm not sure if this is just people's in intentions but a lot of the times i think it's just used as a bastardized tool to control or get somebody to buy something rather than ev be evocative or think and i think the thing that I really admire about what you do, especially with commercials, is you still have your voice, and and I'm not sure how you're able to do that in a sense where whether you manage the client in a certain way where you might force your ideas on them more. I'm not sure if it's something like that where you're not willing to necessarily let them reshape and mold you to their mold. You you do change, you change in a way, but at the same time, it's you're still yourself, you know. And I find that yeah. to be fascinating because. I uh, had this podcast recently with Sean Barber. We were talking about this really prolific tattoo artist named Shige. Uh, he's a Japanese tattoo artist, and he does amazing work, just amazing work. And uh, he was saying to me that Shige only does what he wants to do in a certain way. Like, he doesn't – like, if you come to him to get a tattoo, he will tell you the tattoo that he's going to do for you, basically. And and by right. do, by doing that, it, it keeps his purity very yeah. defined. And then he's – so he's not – like somebody comes up to him and says, hey, can you make like a helicopter on my back? He's like, I don't, I never drawn a helicopter. I don't know what to do with that. But I do know how to make these amazing, beautiful, mural-esque kind of experiences. And there's something beautiful about an artist having that kind of integrity. And, and, and I'm just saying and within – I'm not sure if, yeah. I'm, if I'm observing it right, but I feel like you still – with all your work, you have an intention, and it's still your work. It's very much your thing. It might be a Philips commercial or what have you, or a Halo commercial, but it's still very much you, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a curious thing. I don't try to uh, impose. My, so you know, as you know, I keep sketchbooks. So so I amass cool. uh, hundreds and and thousands of things I would like to do and as as we've discussed there isn't the time to do them so yeah so it's uh it's like a it's like an ideas graveyard but but this I mean this is you know this is the thing it's kind of like I don't try and impose myself on on what a project is because I I was at St Martin's and and studied design I I I kind of approach everything with a sort of a problem solving kind of kind of kind of hat on whatever that looks like which is which is to sort of say okay so this is what you want to do how can we make this good you know we're actually how can we make this great is it is generally the aim yeah uh and 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 so you know, it's kind of like so. I try and I, yeah, I try and look at everything a bit. Yeah, I'm a design. I mean, you know, I, I design everything I make, uh, and and that's not always a good thing. But 
but so so yeah every project is kind of a design problem where i look at it and think right and and it's you know and generally uh, i've found that that in a good way you can steer people towards towards better and and you know and it's and often it's not about dogmatically sort of saying listen this is, i probably i'm not like the tattoo artist because i i'm not dogmatically saying listen this is how it is it's like Sometimes, you know, we're invited to play with other people's kind of IP, you know, and 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 within that, you, you look at it and you think, uh, right, I want to respect this intellectual property. Yeah. But, but I, I want to, I want to improve it and I want to deliver it in a very different way. And, and, and yeah, and you just get quite persuasive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you have to show them the potential. Anytime I'm stuck with a situation like that, I always think of the Galileo quote that always makes sense to me about humanity in general, but especially in these situations is mm. you cannot teach a man anything, but you can help him find it within himself. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we're our job is kind of, I mean, our, our job is many things, but when we wear that hat, we have to be ready to, to show people the potential within themselves. Counseling, I suppose, in a very <laughs> odd yeah. way, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, and it's kind of, um, you know, it, it strikes me that there's a lot of laziness around and there's a, there's a lot of people who aren't creative, who don't expect to make great work when they get out of bed. But the flip side of that, it, you know, and the bottom line is don't work with those people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and probably a massive part of a part of making interesting stuff is trusting your gut and thinking, well, look, I, I'm just not going to work with that person. But there are a lot of people who 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 do get get out of bed thinking, I want to make something remarkable today, and it's kind of like uh, as long as you're around those people, then it shouldn't be hard to to get it to somewhere good. And you know, I, I had a project recently, which which uh, I mean, it's crazy. It's a, it's an advertising project for a coffee company, and it's it's uh, it's uh, called Kenko in the UK, and it's. Uh, and I, I'm not being unkind to say, like, um, all of their films and ads and that have have been pretty terrible forever. <laughs> and, and yet, you know, by no means did we drag them kicking and screaming into into making uh, a short we made involving guns and tattoos and kids and gangs and and, <laughs> and, 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 and you know, and, and and yet it's been the i i believe the most successful ad they've ever made sure you know and and everyone was very apprehensive and and they say terrible things like this is going to go into market research and you just think oh no this, this <laughs> is the end you know <laughs> we've got this great cut you know we've got this boy i found in a in a in a slum who's it was wonderful lad in a slum and you know and you think uh, and they're going to rip it apart. And the market research people come back three weeks later with their results. And it turns out it's the it's the the best performing ad they've ever run through the system. And yeah. you think, and you think so. So clearly, 
it's just conservatism is the barrier you know yeah yeah well that's you know with creativity it's risk you know sometimes the greater the risk and oftentimes in in the in the path and the history of risk takers i mean you can always look at examples from the greats like kubrick when 2001 came out it was a it was a flop it didn't succeed even blade runner from ridley scott but now as revered as a masterpiece it's because it was yeah. too risky it took too big of a leap but it was almost ahead of its time in a sense of of what it was you know but yeah, making commercials, it's like it's got to be so now and so instantaneous and it's got to do so many things and there's so much in the line and people's lives and whole factories and people and, you know, the weight of that is huge, you know. it's uh, Yeah. And also making films, you know, making films and making films at certain budgets and, and certain limitations. I mean, it's funny, the Hollywood system, you know, after you, if you want to spend more than 50 mil, you have to have an, a certain list of actors in it, you know, a certain level to get the return, if you go above a hundred thousand, you have to have, you know, like your Tom Cruise or something, you know, because they know that they'll get a guaranteed return upon investment, you know. And but the problem with that is you're not building and creating um, worlds and things that or are taking risk, you know, to build and do a different thing. Because I've seen Tom Cruise do all these different things. Like I want to see somebody else do it, you know, those kind of examples. But I can sit yeah. here and say, all, you know, talk crap about it. I'm not meaning to do that at all. It's just my observation of um, the world yeah. around us, I guess. But, I mean, it's, it's kind of like um, an aversion to risk is, is kind of the real enemy, isn't it, in everything? Yeah. And I think um, – and and – that's definitely what we all come up against, you know, uh, daily. And, and that's, you know, that's the challenge to make great work or, or good work. You know, work, I'm not saying I make great work, but, you know, to make good work in the face of that. So it's, um, I think that's fine. Know your enemy and, and you know, and, and let that be your mission. It's kind of uh, make great work that does something different. You know, that, that's the thing. I mean, I like the politics of of the process. I like the uh, the endless meetings we have on whatever you know, whether it's a feature film project or a, or an ad or whatever you know, music videos. Uh, you know, I, I like the endless kind of meetings, and I like I like unique. the <laughs> no, it's only, but it's you know, it's fascinating the politics yeah. behind projects, oh, why God. they happen. It's amazing how, that they even happen at all. Exactly. And so when you're navigating it and when you're trying to steer it away that you really believe is going to make something, make something sort of strong. Yeah. It's, it's almost, it's thrilling, you know, it's kind of, it's how we do so much of what we do now, but, but yeah, it doesn't beat shooting. <laughs> There's a ton of energy. Yeah. I think it's, 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 uh, it's, it's awesome that you can observe it and look at it like that and, and, and enjoy that part of the process because that's very much a part of the process. Um, a big part of the director's job is, is, is appealing to, and, 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 and giving people their time that they, that they want and need and desire and to be questioned constantly and to be doubted <laughs> constantly. <laughs> terrible now. It does, but it's, but at the same time it, that what I'm trying to paint as a realistic picture upon yeah. the actual do job, you know, and, yeah. um, the one thing I, I love listening to film commentary. Do you listen to film commentary? Yeah. 
Yeah, I love it because it just always astonishes me to hear these stories. I mean, Ridley's got some of the best in the business. David Fincher has some amazing commentaries, but it always makes me uh, flip out. You know, a a director talking about a film that I grew up with, and, and they're talking about the struggles and how much they had to fight for this one thing. And I'm like, fuck, if it didn't have this one thing... It would not have been as special, I think. And maybe it would, but as far as my understanding of this, it's so important to have that. And it's, it's, I almost have more appreciation for that director by knowing how much they had to fight for these things. And it, it's a constant battle. At least that's my understanding of it. Yeah. You know? And it's, uh, I mean, I like, I like the constant questions. I find it, I find it entertaining. I, I like, I like, learning to uh, be snappy with the answers and the decision-making. <laughs> and, you know, have the courage of your convictions. And sometimes it, sure. takes, it takes you in absurd and remarkable places. But, but you know, the, the, the thing I'm definitely really starting to appreciate is uh, I certainly think directing is, is about liking people. You know, oh, yeah. it's, it's a people business for sure. Yeah. And if you enjoy, you know, if you enjoy watching people and you enjoy sort of interacting with them, I mean, you know, and it becomes absurd. Like uh, I went to um, not too long ago, uh, I went to a meeting at a very well-known kind of advertising agency where I met these two creative directors who didn't have an idea. Uh, and, and, but they weren't quite prepared to say it. So what they did was they tried to explain to me their idea by folding a piece of paper into an elaborate sort of, uh, an elaborate kind of, um, uh, you know, just, just an elaborate shape and we're kind of like, so they folded this piece of paper over and over and we're like, well, we kind of see it like this, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh and i loved that yeah you know, i loved the kind of the uh the sheer sort of balls of that of uh <laughs> of not having an idea holding me a piece of paper and kind of throwing it back to me so <laughs> that's some uh, funny poker kind of stuff you know that is amazing so so uh <laughs> so i arranged to go back to see them a week later uh with with my response to their idea um <laughs> The paper. Yeah, so I went back to them, and uh, so we sat down, and I pulled out a piece of paper and folded it elaborately, but in a very different way. And, and I was like, well, I think it could be like this. And, <laughs> and, 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 and sure, you know, uh, they're yanking my chain, and I'm pulling their chain, but, and, and it doesn't get you anywhere fast, but it's kind of very funny. Oh, it sounds very, hilarious. That just goes to show these are the beautiful things in life that anytime that a moment like that happens to me, I, I try to remember it because I have to put it into a story because those are so uniquely human. That's a yeah. un- very uniquely human thing. Uh, humans as communicative creatures as we are, we're incredibly complex and silly, but we're very simple on, on the surface. And um I just find that to be really funny. <laughs> well, this is the thing, but I mean, you know, the, it, people just wouldn't believe the things that happen. Oh, <laughs> God, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, you're stuck because you're like, this is such great material. And people are like, really? That happened? And, you're, and, and you think, well, you know, people <laughs> die, all sorts of things happen. And, and you know, and uh, 
uh, you just have to consign it to sort of, you know, your personal kind of diary or whatever, because it, it's going to make you laugh for years to come. Not necessarily the deaths as much. You know? No, of course, no, but definitely those those little nuances and bits. And, and, and at the same time, too, I think you're touching on really a big part of what it is that we're doing, but we're just communicating. Um, we're communicative people, but not in the sense where we're, talking but we're sh- we're talking with moving picture and emotion i oftentimes yep. look at directors and sometimes really great directors is and there's some everybody's different but some of the greater directors in my eyes um they usually have a shyness to them where they would ra- they could just be the actor and do it all themselves but they would rather make the world to hide behind in a sense and uh but you can feel all their characteristics it's almost like knowing them personally through other people in the world that they that they don't dive into yeah that's yeah. a really interesting one though <laughs> who 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 in particular kind of makes you feel that way what do you who who do you think of as i, I mean who do you have insight to through their work I feel instantly, uh, obviously, Kubrick is one of those. I feel that he is was so fascinated with the work that he was doing. Fascinated in a sense where he was possessed by it, yeah. where the work became himself. And like even, um, you, you know, his changes to The Shining um, from Stephen King's novel and all those little things, it's almost, and I'm not saying that he was that character, but... I think he was pulling from his own his own feelings, I think. And that's just me reaching, obviously, but and that's a really simple example and story. There's many other directors and stuff, but I just feel like certain directors that I admire, they they're almost living vicariously through their actors in the world. Yeah. Playing is- toys basically, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, I guess it's so true, isn't it? You know, the tastes and preferences, and and uh, you know, look at the sense that you get, uh, say, Richard Linklater through his work, or, or you know, David uh, Lynch, uh, even, yeah, well, def- most definitely, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, who's who's so thoroughly inspiring on kind of every level, you know? It's, I, I mean, it's so true, but it's. You know, this is the thing. It's it's like there's so much there's so much to be done, and it, it kind of um, I guess the thing that the thing that sort of you know, I I just want to see new worlds. I want to see new worlds from these people. I don't necessarily want to see them retread old ground. You know, yeah. And 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 the more fascinating new worlds that people can conjure, you know, which is why it's always imaginative sort of uh, work that, that, that appeals so much, you know, it's, it's, I guess to an extent you kind of think, uh, you know, I live in the everyday, maybe not psychologically, but physically I live in the everyday. Do I need to see more of it? You know, what, what, what I kind of need to see more of uh, are unique visions you know, and and yeah. and that's and that's and that's kind of uh, where you'd hope that you know where you'd hope Hollywood does come in, and and you know, and you, and you'd hope that that worldwide film industry does does support that, and and yeah, and it's 
I, it's, it's so exciting. It's, you know, there's, there's so much that's kind of good that's coming or that's going on at the moment. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And, 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 you know, we, we, I guess, I guess we're very privileged to, 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 to in, in some form or other work around that. You said it's, it's, it's so important to see different worlds. I think of that as food for us because it almost shows, at least for me, when I see somebody taking a big risk or making a different world or even just skewing the reality that we have slightly, I always look at that as, wow, that person did it, then I can do it. Or I get really inspired by that and go, that's really great, but they missed this whole other part. That's a possibility. And, yeah. I could, and I could dive into this world, you know, like how many people were influenced by Star Wars, for example, you know, and, and look at how many films are, have been pushed and inspired by it in certain forms. I mean, look how many things were inspired by Alien, you know, like, yeah, so it's like some things come through and they just shake the world and you know that the world will never be the same since, I mean, after that, you know, and for me, like I, I, I equate that to being like creative food, you know. Well, as I mean, Blade Runner is a is a great example of a. I mean, from is a parallel reality. You know, it's 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 amazing that a that a, you know, a nineteen early eighties movie can become literally uh, a plane you can exist on psychologically if you so wish. It's you know, it's so rich, and 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 kind of uh, uh, you know and. Interestingly, through fan art and through and through obsessives and through through all kinds of material, it, it kind of just spirals out. And and I think with with the the viral sort of campaigns that you know I've been involved in, and hopefully you know uh, I'm doing more of, uh, you 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 know you realize you can expand these worlds more and more. Now we're uniquely kind of placed at this at this point in time where where distribution is so and public appetite is, is such that, that we can. We, we can create these expanded universes, which, which uh, I love the fact that people can, can then, you know, create their own media, which plays into that. And I think it's such, we're, we're so lucky. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. We're definitely on the dawn of a renaissance. I think it's uh, pretty amazing what's happening with the fusion of technology, the accessibility of communication, just the internet <laughs> itself as a as a as a part of society. Uh, the the beacon device of what that is. I mean, you're able to see artists that would, and you know, a hundred years ago would never have been known by the world are now able to be su- successful enough to support a living. Uh, it's pretty amazing the way that yeah. the world is connected. This, at the same time, though, there's a really interesting thing that's happening is that when everybody's famous, nobody's famous. And actually, that's an interesting thing. You know, I always, I, I always think that there's always going to be bell curve setters and always going to be somebody that just works a little bit harder or just is a little bit better or a little smarter than yeah. the rest of the, than the rest of everybody. Um, but uh, it's just fascinating stuff. We should definitely talk a little bit about Blade Runner if you can or if you want to. There's been yeah. a lot of recent cool news and, and word about it. And, um, you know, uh, I remember hearing that Ridley was going to dig back into the world. It was fascinating to think that and wonder what he was thinking and what he wanted to do with it. And then the recent news that 
Um, he's not actually going to be directing it. And I thought that was a really interesting, I wonder what he's, what he's thinking. You know, it's, uh, it's cool. I'm excited to sit in the theater and, and experience this world again. And I really, you know, um, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting, you know? Yeah. I mean, your, your heart is, uh, when, when you hear that Ridley's not going to be directing it, then you, then your heart is kind of in your mouth a touch because you, you think, uh, you think, well, who is? And, and <laughs> I've heard people saying that they want you to direct it. I've had a lot of people actually mention it. That's that's the the, the most flattering rumor I've I've ever heard. <laughs> I love it. We should we should have much more of that kind of rumor. We should let's spread that. Let's spread yeah. it around. A lot of people are like, let's just have Johnny do it. And I'm like, hey, that'd be really cool, man. I think that would yeah. be really cool. <laughs> it would be. It would be. Uh, it would be an amazing thing. But it's. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, you know, uh, I'm so, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm so thrilled at the idea of, of, of seeing more of that universe. I mean, there's a universe that needs expanding, but I guess the question is how, you know, how, obviously the question is how do you expand it in what way? Yeah. And, and in every sense, it's kind of feels that, you know, it feels that, that the the sensibilities and the nuances and the and and the intelligence behind the the original Blade Runner world need now need extrapolating out and thinking really really carefully about and preserving. You know there are things there are there are things you need to ring fence. At the same time, you know in, in narrative terms, of course, there are amazing opportunities to to uh, to to. You know, obviously, it's got to reinvigorate. It can't, in any sense, ever kind of degrade or diminish the the, the original. And and but you know, personally, I suspect it would be very, very hard to because Ridley's. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. you know, it's a masterwork. It's, oh, it is a masterwork. Every, anything that comes forth is a. It lives in the shadow. Not to be a dick or anything. I just feel that it's so good and so unique, and it's been around for so long that. It everything else is going to live in this shadow, but uh, yeah, unless somebody comes along and 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 you know and really really you know hits it for six, you know, like sure. and unless there's a home run because you because there is the opportunity there to do so. It's uh, it's a unique world that we're really invested in. It's kind of like. We're we're all hungry for more, you know. As fans, we're all hungry for more. So long as w- what the more is is remarkable, yeah. And yeah. and there's a bravery to the original and a singularity of vision that you can only hope will be uh, will be, you know, there again. But and and I think uh, and I do think there's 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 an opportunity to 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 really crank it up. You'd hope that you know that the, the the way that the original was created, there was an authenticity to it, and uh, and and there was almost like a, a wonderful kind of grain and a smell to it, and uh, and uh, you know there were so many practical kind of models, oh, and, yeah. and all of that side to the you know practical side to sort of the 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 effects and the mats and the and the said mead <laughs> oh, and, and, and the lived the lived in quality 
of that world in yeah. this like you said the smell that's the funny thing because you can't smell the film but you can smell it you know well you can smell the film but only if you get like a 30 odd year old copy of Cinefix and and just <laughs> open the blade runner issue and there's that's the smell <laughs> the but muskiness you know, yeah i it's, uh, but it's it's you know what? What Ridley did so brilliantly was was you know without sounding like a sycophant, what what Ridley did so well was um was he he married as we were saying earlier he married the old with the yet to happen, and in and the fusion of the of that deco you know and and his obsession with the Chrysler building and you know and the, the infusing the deco. With 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 the the future, and basically in a plausible future for mankind, you you end up with something which is you know is as seductive as the uh, as as his share the fantasy Chanel ad, you know. Yeah. And 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 that's the trick. Uh, you can only hope that someone will do that because I'm pretty sure I won't be uh, beating a path to the to the theatres to to watch something which tramples on that. You know? <laughs> yeah, it was. It's it's a sacred thing. I think that it, I think that's absolutely. It. I think there's also a lot of really interesting things that happens in that story because it is a story that. Yeah. are on the tip of all our tongues especially back then like i said i think it was a very progressive film i don't think a lot of people got it i think if if you make something and then half the people hate it and half the people love it i think you're making just about the right timing you know like and i think that was probably where it was and so who knows when it comes out it might be instantly appalled by most people but some people might really get it and understand it if it's at that level but I think it was like, uh, for me, I, I think that there's certain things that come out and I think that they hit, that it's on the tip of everybody's tongue, but they just can't say it. And I think that was one of those projects. Alien, for sure, was one of those things. Nothing had been done at the level of which it had, that had been created. The the caliper of the team, you know, basically Jodorowsky's Dune team that came and made a yeah. Alien, you know, which was amazing. And, and you have this trifecta of this amazing thing that is on the tip of everybody's tongue like yeah let's have a horse let's have a horror film in space uh let, what's that look like you know and 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 the script is is pretty simple but the execution is amazing i always use alien as an example the script is not like this crazy uh, fantastic it's brilliant script but it's perfect in the realm of what it is and and it well, works I mean, great that the, the script was something to kind of project onto. The, the script, you know, I, I've heard, I won't say who, but uh, I've heard people uh, describe the, the script as it's not even a B movie, it's a C movie, mm-hmm. you know, when, when it first kind of bowled up. Yeah. And then, and then you know, it's worked into and crafted and, and sets in the right way. You know, with all these decisions, this stream of decisions that are made right, you end up with a remarkable. You end up with a truly remarkable movie, and an alien is, yeah, it's, uh, it's a masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, totally. But it's uh, uh, this is the thing. It's kind of you know, bad can be made to be great. Yes, and it's in the right hands. Yeah, and it's about communication. You know, the the simplest ideas. I mean. I know it's a cliche, but Jaws in space is is kind of uh, it's perfect. 
Yeah. Because Jaws is a perfect film, too. It's a masterpiece film as it is, you know? Like, for me, it is. It's just, like, it's perfect. Like, there's nothing I would take out of that film. Exactly. And could you imagine uh, Jaws now with with extensive CGI shark? No, I don't want that. No, that's the thing, too. And everything's lit so perfectly, like, in HDR, like, fucking... It's like you can see Jaws' everything. It's like, nah, you, you don't need it. It's, I mean, it's masterful, masterful filmmaking, and yeah. it's you know, and 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 yeah, I I like the fact that that Spielberg and Scott and uh, can exist in the same some somehow roughly in the same universe as Jodorowsky and Holy yes. Mountain, yeah, you know? <laughs> and 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 that and and Geiger and somehow you know that uh, all of these characters come together and yep. they're so rich and interesting and and that's the thing to sort of value you know oh, yeah. the, the sheer originality of it and and i don't think uh but like you say you know the interesting thing with blade runner 2 will be um will be how young contemporary audiences relate to it because it's kind of a it's it's all you know. It, Star Wars uh, the first time around. I, I was I was you know very young, but 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 obviously very aware of it. Yeah, and uh, it it was incredibly young, I guess, at that time. It's you know, I think seventy six. I think the first one came out. I think I could be wrong. Yeah, I think Empire Strikes Back was when I was first sort of really aware of of, of Star Wars. But it, it you know. Sure, to classic film audiences, they were you know they were horrified by it, and and uh, and yet children, you know ourselves included, were just set on fire by it. So it's it's uh, it's interesting as much as you know Blade Runner two, as much as Blade Runner is this sort of uh, sacred cow in one sense, it's kind of like uh, someone's going to have to be very brave with it as well. They have to, and I, that's the concern, you know. For me, as I look at it as a content creator, I would personally I would rather just make my own Blade Runner, and whatever that might be, the journey that that takes me, whether I get influenced by a very interesting novel that's written by a very intellectually interesting person that I find fascinating, and their ideas go in my head, and then I I have all these influences from film and culture, and I make my own thing, not necessarily Blade Runner in a sense, but I, I feel like sometimes. Um, within this business is people cling on to the things that are successful or winning because there's this romantic nostalgia. And I think that can be very dangerous when you're... Totally. And I think yeah. people should just leave stuff alone and be like, you know, this is amazing. If you really want Blade Runner, just go watch it again. You know, like, yeah. you oh, will oh. see something new every time you watch that film. I guarantee it. It's one of those films that you will get something new every time you watch it. Yeah, or live it. Or, yes. or kind of... Uh, but, I mean... You know, this is the thing. It's like, uh, you know, the novel. I mean, film is becoming more interactive, and and this is, you know, I find this madly exciting. Oh yeah, it's crazy. The way we can deliver kind of narratives, and where gaming and film converge, and uh, it's so thrilling. Interaction is the future of it all. Yeah, Yeah. but then look at the novel. You know, uh, a paperback, or you know, uh, uh, you know, on on your like ipad or whatever the one-way storytelling yeah that's true but and yeah it's you know it's it's 50 percent interactive it's truly interactive because it's simply asking you to visualize it yeah. and and that's it you know if you go to um 
I spent a lot of time in Tokyo. You talk, you talk to people in Tokyo about their nightmares. Ask people in, in Tokyo what their nightmares are, and they will blow your mind. Hmm. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, that, it's that interpretation. It's that, it's that personal visualization, which is so thrilling. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's like nothing else. And, and, and some novels just do not need making, you know. Uh, yeah. Catcher in the Rye didn't get made for a very long time for all kinds of legal reasons. In, in, for me, it's going to have to be very, very good because I've imagined that book a dozen times over. And it's a unique that, story, very unique characters. Oh, it's, I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. Or um, there's, all kinds of, uh, there's all kinds of books that just blow my mind. But, but. the psychology, the psycho- psychological jump between these things, uh, usually it starts with a book because that's a safe bet. People bought it. There's a, there's a note audience that's going to go see the film so we can invest in it. The problem with that is you read The Hobbit, I read The Hobbit. I see Bilbo as a completely different person as from you. And when we go to see the film, we see Peter Jackson's version of what P- uh, Bilbo Baggins is. Yeah. And it might not line up, and that world might not line up. For some people, Some people, I realize too, as an audience, they don't have necessarily the, the level of imagination or the, the sense of scale of world as maybe uh, some people do. And so when they watch the film, they're like, oh, this is so cool, I didn't even think of this. And sometimes that <laughs> happens. But for me, uh, I'm like, no, this... I love the sound of these people. <laughs> yeah, I, I want those people in my audience. Yeah. <laughs> hundreds of thousands of them. <laughs> There's armies of them for sure. There's definitely lots of people that and that's great. Like I sometimes I, I really hate the fact that I love this stuff so much that I hate it. Like I can't go watch a film really anymore without critiquing the shit out of it. And it sucks because I can't I can't go back to that virgin mind of myself that didn't know what kind of lens that guy was using and why they added that cut in and, and, and their inconsistencies of a set design, you know, like, like, yeah. Oh, I can't, like I envy my wife when we watch films, we're completely different as we experience them. And oftentimes she actually gets a story better than me because I'm looking at a hundred different things. And I admire the fact, cause I have to usually watch a movie three times to really get it first times for just experience and, and visuals and sound. And the next one's for, start picking up the little details and some of the story. And then the third one's usually the whole complete package with the story or just focusing on the story. And then I get the whole experience and I go, Oh, I didn't like that film after three watches or I loved it. It was so great. You know, and (laughs) you're the, yeah, you're a tough critic though. That's, that's, but I mean, this, this is the trouble. We do tend to scrutinize, you know, uh, scrutinize, uh, the, the films and movies that we consume, but, And I don't mean to. It's just it's like one of those things, and 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 I, and I love them. I love them so much that I hate them. If that makes sense, it's a very yeah. weird thing. <laughs> but, but then sometimes, you know, someone someone will take something which is say a much loved book, and they will they will sure they'll confound you. But but you know, if they're good and if it's smart, then very fast you kind of like uh, oh, this is how I see it now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, there's there's guys like that. I just recently watched Nightcrawler. I fucking loved it. It was amazing. And Re- that's that's an amazing thing, isn't it? Yeah, you know? I was I was thrown away. I, I was in the movie. That was first time in a while. I didn't care about anything. Some moments I'd be like, that's amazing dialogue. But the rest of it, I was like, I'm just in this movie. It's just it's just amazing. Like it's amazing that they're pulling this off. 
So I'm, yeah, you know, and I'm, Jake and Jake makes some very, <sighs> very smart moves. It's his well. best film acting wise, I think, for me because it's just so captivating. He's grown so much. Uh, he's definitely one of, I guess, like our modern De Niro or Al Pacino. I think. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah that's and that's and that's no small accolade because you no. know it's like I mean, uh, Taxi Driver for me is yeah. like. Uh, probably and deer hunter you know uh probably you know two of my all-time favorite films you know that's but, cool to know but then, but, sense, then, yeah. but then you know it's like uh but then there's room for fluff as well you know there's room for there's room for movies that you shouldn't like and films <laughs> you shouldn't even like but you just can't help yourself you know yeah i'm, I'm a sucker for for annie you know, it, it's somehow it just hard knock life just blows me away. It's a, it's a choreographic masterpiece, or uh, you know, there's we've all got our guilty secrets. And sure, that's good to acknowledge that too, and I think that it's good to have those opposites to inspire you. I'm a big, huge fan of Pixar films. I love them. I think that some of them are just master yeah. storytelling devices, just master level, like Incredibles as a as a visual thing alone is perfect it's like perfectly sound how the images and the forms and shapes and angles and edits and pacing and everything it's literally a perfect study if you're ever wanting to study what makes perfect imagery and a film sequence yeah the incredibles is a perfect example there but most of the pixar stuff is like that but going from there and then all the way to david lynch lost highway or being inspired by um yeah you know, like um, Nightcrawler, the recent yeah. film. It's like, I love all those things equally. And, and, and what would happen if you combine all those things? I, I absolutely agree. I think the most amazing things is when you clash two different things and see what comes of it. Well, exa- I mean, look how, exactly, look how, uh, look how Miyazaki's, uh, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. look, at, look at the way spir- Spirited Away, for me, uh, or Totoro even, you know, is, is super clever. In the sense of um, Totoro does the amazing thing where May goes missing. I think it's May goes missing, and uh, so the, so the child goes missing, and and there's this state of panic, and it's got this feel to it which is awful. You know, it's it's it truly, and yes, you know, it's uh, it has a great score, but but it's more than that. There's a there's a kind of a visceral kind of odd kind of sensation that 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 ties a knot in your stomach. Yeah, spirited away uh, is a is a you know is a is a great it, you know when Sen uh, uh, runs down the stairs down the side of the building when she first arrives at this big place you know and and it's terrifying terrifying and you know that you know. Uh, you, you can feel it. This is genius filmmaking, and yeah. it's imbued with this sense, which I know it's different because it's Japanese, so culturally it's on a different register, but there's something else at work too. Or the night train, yeah, the train that, that travels out and, and she's alone on the train, and, and it's one of the most beautiful sequences, but it's yeah. really haunting, and it's beyond the music. It's... it's, it's uh, he knows he's manipulating us so cleverly and 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 designing our emotions. He's weaving our. He's designed. That's a perfect way of putting it. He's a master as well, and he's one of those directors I think is living vicariously through his films. 
Oh, I mean, it's like, it's his, you know, I think his is an invitation. It's, it's literally, come, as with Lynch. Yes, you know, come along with me on this journey. Yeah, come into my mind. Yes. It's very interesting. Anything, anything, it really is. You know, it's uh, Totoro uh, and, and the, the kid waiting for the bus, waiting for the cat bus uh, in the rain is, is an astonishing sequence. And the music is genius. But, but you know... Or Elam Klimov, you know. On, on the other, on the other hand, you look at "Come and See" the Elam Klimov war film set in Belarus. Mm, I've uh, never seen that. It's, it is. It probably is. Is the 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 finest film I've ever seen. And Klimov, so it's about a boy who travels through the Ukraine. Sorry, the Belarus during the Second World War. He's been fighting with the resistance. He's very young. He goes home to his village, wonders why everyone isn't around. Where is everyone, he thinks. And then he finds them all slaughtered behind behind the, one of the farmhouses. Uh, and so the, the, the whole film is him on sort of wandering, basically, just wandering with this girl he meets. And, uh, and and Klimov, so Klimov had this idea for it, and uh, he was making it in Soviet Russia, uh, like in the eighties. And and Klimov uh, said, you know, his thing was, if this film is as good as I think it will be, I will never make another film. Hmm. So he made Come and See, and promptly decided upon viewing it that he would never make another film. And and he was right. Because it's 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 simultaneously the most haunting, disturbing, and affecting film you could ever see, and the most beautiful film hmm. you could. And and so again, this is amazing emotional manipulation, you know. So I think, oh, if Miyazaki and Klimov had worked together, we'd have had something really fantastic that you could both <laughs> children. You know. Some of this stuff is only meant to have a certain level of of, of I, I I freaking love and admire that about a a creative spirit. Some like for guys like you and I, it sounds like we're addicted to it. We'll never stop. But I, the restraint, I can't imagine that. I can't imagine making a masterwork and being like, well, that's that. Like yes, I, I, I would be like. I'm going to make something else. I'm going to use a female <laughs> character this time and see what I can get out of it. It's almost like you're just, you know, those paint, you ever make those, uh, as a kid, you would take the little paint droplets and all into water or whatever, and it's spread out and you just drop different colors and you place yeah. paper over it. You get the marbling effect. Yes. And, and I could do that for days, man. I could just sit there cause I'm like, that's cool. And it was more about not the result, but the journey. And I feel that for me, life is all about the journey. If you can find the happiness and joy in the journey, then you can have, you can basically have a great life, a filled one. It's not always great, but it's rewarding because of your love of the journey. And, and I don't know, I admire that in, in a creative to, to stop and do that, but I can never do that personally. I'm too, too into doing more stuff. Whatever yeah, that is. I mean, it would be amazing, wouldn't it, to just say, "Right, that's enough," and and maybe maybe that's the trick, you know. What do you maybe. do after that, though? You go, oh, "I'm going to go work at the coffee shop now," or <laughs> no, you're like, "I'm going to do something completely different," but of course, it's not, and it ends up being kind of creative. And before you know it, you're back to your old tricks. And sure. It's back, and it's back. It's back to the back to the addiction, like uh, like the terrible junkies we are for 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 telling stories but it really is but, that 
But but you know that that's that, that's that's the gig and 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 we all we all know it. But but yeah. But it's uh but th- that's because we're all chasing that one truly elusive kind of great masterpiece. You know, yeah. that's the thing. If you make that masterpiece like Klimov and you and you really know it and you're smart enough to recognize it, then 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 why carry on chasing? Unless unless you just simply love it, which of course we all do too. So how the hell did Klimov give up? Yeah, what the hell, man? I have to study this guy. I've never I've never seen this film. I'll have to watch it and check it out. Don't, don't watch and for your listeners as well. They they should not watch Come and See. If there's one film they shouldn't watch, it's Come and See. Is it be- why is that? It's Come and See. <laughs> don't watch it. It's <laughs> Is it is it really heavy? Oh, yeah. Uh, it it damaged me for about for about about 3 weeks, I'd say. Oh, so it's emotionally just very. Oh, but it's so good <laughs> to look at. So, so don't see it. So Come don't see it because even, it's so good. Even Klimov, K L I M O V. Don't don't see it. <laughs> okay, so don't I see it. I just don't put so any responsibility in this. Okay, yeah. So watch at your own risk. Then yeah. there's a couple movies that are like that that I I had to gear myself up to watch. One of them was Enter the Void recently. It, right, it, it yeah. kind of hit, and everybody was obsessed with it, and I didn't want to watch it while everybody was obsessed with it, and I gave it a year, and yeah. then I finally watched it by myself, just yeah, on a whim, and and it was heavy, but I was prepared for it, and so there were moments of it that were interesting. That was an interesting yeah. film, though. Yeah, but it's uh, you know, the, there's this that you you touch on something really interesting. It's like this this um. So I grew up with an older brother. You know, my older brother likes this band or he likes this or that. And of course, because I'm a contrary uh, type, I can't like whatever he likes. Yeah. <laughs> and and unfortunately, I still have this. Um, I still have this knack, this this bad habit now. So you know, when somebody says, "Oh, you must see this or that." Then, then I kind of find that I mustn't. <laughs> That's you know, cool. Yeah, I get I what you're saying. Go on for years. Like I haven't seen ET yet, but I hear it's very oh, good. Wow. Yeah, that's a really. I'm holding out. Yeah, it's you should like, probably watch it. <laughs> I'm saving it. It's a very it's special like, film. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, but do you know what I mean? It's, I hear it's, you. Yeah. And and I, sometimes I think that's good for you to uh, to abstain from. From having the same set of cultural stimuli as everybody else, it's kind of like uh, it's why it's good to go to museums, or it's why it's good to um, go to the library because <laughs> everybody's yeah. on the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I think that there's there's a really interesting thing that's happening with the Tumblr generation and the CG Hub and all this stuff, where everybody's posting stuff so fast and so rapid, and I'm a part of it as well. And it's this instant feed where it's almost like it's 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 everything that's created in the minute keeps be creating itself within that minute and it's not yeah. observing the rest of the day and there's you know in the beginning of the day there's this amazing thing that happens but people aren't acknowledging or aren't, aren't looking towards it for inspiration and i think that you're hitting on something really special and and i've acknowledged and, and realized what's going on psychologically with artists and communities now it's where it's it's almost a 
um, a loophole that just continues. Yeah. You know, it's like let's make a new character. Okay, let's <laughs> make him look like Han Solo and Master Chief. You know, because that's right now on this Tumblr feed. Rather than going, why would we do then, that? You know, yeah. it's homogenizing. It's yeah. kind of a, a, it's you can see patterns emerge. You know, William Gibson would have a field day with it. It's uh, <laughs> you know he has he did have a field day with it. Yeah, you know, ten years ago, where he's you know and, he, and he's right. It's um, you're seeing patterns and tropes and and you're seeing things reference themselves so fast and and and. And yet the same stimuli are kind of getting passed around. And it's, it's definitely, you know, it, and it's, it's also very positive and interesting because it's crafting a kind of a, a cult of aesthetic. And, and also, you know, maybe this is the way people are sharing uh, experiences. Maybe this is your water cooler kind of moment, you know, where everybody is kind of uh, just getting excited by, by, you know, visuals and, and, and so there's good and bad, I think, but I think there is a real danger that, that it's possible that you won't be getting the Sid Meads and the HR Geigers coming out of that. No, you will not. You'll never get one of those guys again coming out of people that go too obsessive with them because it's, it's really weird. I've been really trying to study this because I'm heavily influenced by both of those guys, not necessarily artistically, but by their presence in the world. Yeah. And those kind of people are the same guys that are like the Shige, for example, that guy, the tattoo artist that like Geiger is a guy that was uncompromising to his thing. He wouldn't go like, okay, I'll do a, a soap commercial for you. You know, like, He's yeah. Like, no, this is just what I see. This is who I am. This is what I'm going to do. And I, 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 I think that maybe being influenced by, I think he was influenced by Dali and stuff, and and Dali's style and, and way of living and and uncompromising and yeah. stuff. I think that really influenced his like, you know what? Hey, I have a voice. I'm going to be this person. I'm going to do this. He knew Dali, didn't he? They were. They were. Yeah. Uh, and he's yeah. Dali is a very powerful character and and a powerful in a way where it's like almost Picasso where the mind is powerful and it's almost yeah. like uh, I'm studying Steve Jobs right now I'm reading his biography and it's fascinating shit because the guy is just a crazy like bipolar Asperger um, genius manipulator yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic stuff and and I and and I just love studying people because it's fascinating but when you talk about Sid Mead, uh, I haven't I have yet to meet him. I have a lot of friends that met him. I'm, hopefully, we get him on the podcast someday. Yeah, but he's one of those fascinating people that's just a childlike nature of curiosity that just has this amazing ability to produce stunning images that are of their time are so unique and special. But at the same time, Geiger wouldn't have been as huge as he was had Alien not have been what it was, and so it's like this. Exactly, it's just exactly. two things that help one another, yeah. you know. But but you know where where Geiger was kind of like uh, obviously pretty clear about look, this is what I do, this is what I do, and and he did it, and he did it a lot. Yeah, uh, and his work is is remarkable, uncompromising. You know? At the same time, yeah. though, he he. he in my own perspective, and I used him as an as an example of being able to diversify as well. It depends on what you want, but yeah, he's an artist that didn't really stray away from his own style and want and desire to do it. 
which is but, great. But, yeah, but Sid Mead, however, you oh, know, yeah. Sid Mead worked so for General Motors or, uh, or Chrysler. I, I can't remember all of the car brands, you know, the car manufacturers. There was all kinds of uh, corporate clients. And he, he, interestingly, integrated with the the kind of the commercial rubric really well and 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 actually I think this fed his you know from what I can see and the patterns that I think I can discern in his work and who knows I could be talking crap but but I think that that he he was someone who who clearly you know gets off on industrial design and 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 therefore actually wasn't running shy of kind of uh, corporate sort of commercial culture, but kind of saw it as shaping the future and as likely to be the shape of the future, Sure, you know, which is kind of like um, in the same way that sort of Norman Jewison saw that in, in the original Rollerball and you, and you kind of in a slightly more alarming way, but you, you know, I think, I think, that's the thing. Sydney sort of sees in 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 commerce and industrial languages this this really interesting place. And it might be a dystopia, you know, and it might be dark, and it might be uh, somewhat negative. But boy, it's going to look good. And and yeah. you know, and it, there's a thrill in in. There's a dystopic thrill that I think everyone can kind of relate to and experience, which of course Blade Runner touches on in a big way, and all kinds of all kinds of science fiction material has. And I think um, and really saw it when he saw the potential. He saw it instantly as an artist himself, you know, and an artist yourself as well. I see lots of parallels between the two of you guys. I think it's fantastic. I think it's amazing and wonderful that you guys are. I'm assuming you guys are somewhat close enough to be able to communicate and collaborate, and he trusts you with his projects, you know. And well, I mean, I couldn't, you know. It's it's uh, he he's been very very generous uh, in, in letting me, you know, uh, work around his worlds and and play with things. And he's been yeah, he's trust been very you though, and I would too because you're good at what you do and you're passionate, you know. Well, well, you know, he's been very, very kind, and uh, and and uh, and you know, it's been an enormous amount of fun. But I think, I think that this is the thing. It's it's kind of like uh, it doesn't matter if you work in graphic design or advertising or or, or movies or whatever. It's it's they're, they're all so interlinked now, and the opportunities within all of them are remarkable. You can make a thirty second vision if if you want and there is there's nothing to stop you except your own selection process it's like what are you gonna do you know are you gonna uh are you gonna do that or you are you just gonna make some some sort of rubbish and ironically you get paid the same for either (laughs) yeah yeah, it seems like sometimes people get paid more to make the rubbish, but, you know, I don't know. But that might actually, you know, that I think that's pretty true. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you look at the, the ratio and the odds of what it is that, that's out there and stuff. Are you yeah. th- are you seeing a, a possible future feature film for you in the future? Is that something that you yeah. want to do? No, that's very much the way it's going. And there's, there's some really interesting things uh, happening at the moment. That's awesome. So, Congratulations yeah. with any of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's uh, 
it's it, I take it all with a pinch of salt. You in have to. <laughs> sense of you know which way it may or may not go, but yes, it's it's getting really interesting re movies at the moment, and uh, there's there's a couple of things that that are very exciting. So so you know it's uh, but but then I don't see that either as being. Uh, and then to, you know, working commercially or within film marketing or anything. I'd like to try and do it, like we said before, try and do it all. Yes. Why not? My wife says, you can't have it all. I say, yes, I can. <laughs> Why can't I? You're only, you know, I always say that you're only bound by the limitations of your own self. You know, like you, you are the one that limits yourself, you know, like why put yourself in a box you know, your mind is this amazing gift that you've been giving since child. So why not maximize its potential? We all have the potential. It's just a matter of tapping into figuring out what that is. You know. Well, this. I mean, this is the thing. But then I'm worried. What if your wife is right? Yeah, shh. Sh- <laughs> she might be listening. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, she's she's totally right, and that's what scares me because yeah, because uh, life isn't about the obsession with the addiction it's about balance uh, amazing life an amazing journey is about the balance of it all and uh, i have a real hard time with the balance i don't know if you have it as well um, if you have the if a family and all that kind of stuff i once saw a diagram a couple weeks ago it was pretty funny it was a triangle and there was three options and it says choose two or it says your life choose two and one of them was like family one of them was money and one of them was time and you can only choose two out of these things. And I thought that was pretty interesting. It was ironically very true. Yeah. But it was yeah. very scary because for me, I say, fuck it. I want all three. <laughs> and, well, it's, it's, yeah. it's entirely true. Yeah. Isn't it? It's kind of like, this is the thing. It's, uh, but, but then I guess it's, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. such a dilemma. It's a isn't huge it? one. It is. It's the grass is always greener. And I know that you have to get going for another call. So I'm going to let you go because I don't want to hold up any more of your time. And as I know, you're super busy. And uh, yeah, this has been a fantastic talk. It's been really amazing being a fan of your work, getting to know you a little bit more and being able to share this conversation with people. I think this is going to be really interesting. Well, that's the, it's so it's so so kind of you. I've enjoyed it immensely. I've loved talking to you. So so thank you so much. And uh, and yeah yeah we'll we'll talk again. Yeah, please, and and hopefully we can meet when you come across over to the states. I know that you probably visit here more than most most people. So <laughs> I'm there a lot. So it's, uh, I'm over all the time. So let's do that. Let's That'd be amazing. Out. That'd be amazing. But I really uh, sincerely, I wish you the best of luck with everything that you're doing. I really thank can't you, wait man. to. I can't wait to see everything that you make and everybody else. And I'll make sure I uh, have a link to your Twitter if that's okay, and um, and your yeah. and your website as well. And if there's anything else in particular that you want to share, like please uh, let me know. And yeah, I just you know I'm just so stoked, and I know everybody else is really stoked and just really excited for you. And we hope that you make the things that you love and just we can't wait to watch them and experience them with you so well it's either that or make nothing at all you there know? you go so, so i promise you i won't trouble you with 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 something <laughs> that's rubbish that's so. why that's why it's worth my time so i sit down <laughs> and i watch it and i'm not going to do like be on my phone text messaging or checking emails while i'm watching something i'm going to sit down and 
and experience it you know i'm worried i'm worried you're going to sit down and, and print me an invoice for your time you know it's uh yeah <laughs> no i hope i don't sound that horrible yeah no it's exactly it's uh this is the thing but as as for you too man it's uh good to make stuff yes make good stuff indeed it is awesome right. well have a great day man thank you so much again for your time pleasure take it easy ciao that does it for this week's episode. Thank you guys for listening in. You can find links to Johnny's work and all the show notes for this episode at thecollectivepodcast.com slash 85. You can also find links to our Twitter and Facebook if you're interested in knowing about who's coming up or have questions or suggestions for guests. You can also give us a shout out on iTunes at thecollectivepodcast.com slash iTunes. Thanks again for listening in and have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace.